Good evening everyone. Today today is 17th of January 2020 and I'm going to be reading 8 ways to be kinder to yourself in 2020. The subheading says you deserve it. So let's go. Welcome to the Smarter Living newsletter. Every Monday, editor Tim Herrera emails readers with tips and advice for living a better and more fulfilling life. I'm reading this from a New York Times um, email broadcast, I think. So let's go. Happy 2020. Are you exhausted yet? With everything happening all the time, it's easy to forget to take care of yourself. How can we focus on ourselves when there is no, so much going on around us, not even to mention worrying about careers, families, money, stress and everything else that comes with modern life. But it doesn't have to be as difficult as it seems. This year, Smarter Living published lots of stories centered around self-acceptance and self-care, whether that means acknowledging a small achievement, being okay with their guilty pleasures or just trying to be a little more scarce. Here are 8 simple ways to be a little kinder to yourself in 2020. First, take more time for yourself. Choosing to spend time alone can benefit your social relationship. Improve your creativity and confidence and help you regulate your emotions so that you can better deal with, and with adverse situations according to experts. It's not that solitude is always good, but it can be good. If you're open to rejecting the idea, common in the West, that time by yourself is always a negative experience you are being forced into, according to the Tui Wu Ngen, an assistant professor in the Department of Psychology in Durham University who studies solitude. She added that because solitude helps us regulate our emotions, it can have a calming effect that prepares us to better engage with others. Getting better at identifying moments when we need solitude to recharge and reflect can help us better handle negative emotions and experience, like stress and burnout, says Emily Robert, a psychotherapist. 2. Take time to do nothing at all. Running from place to place and laboring over long to-do lists have increasingly become ways to communicate status. I'm so busy because I'm just so important, the thinking goes. Perhaps it's time to stop all this busyness. Being busy, if we even are busy, is rarely the status indicator we have come to believe it is. Nonetheless, the impact is real and instances of burnout, anxiety, disorders and stress-related diseases are on the rise, not to mention the millennial burnout. One way out of this madness is doing nothing. Counterintuitively, idleness can be a great productivity tool because if our energy is totally shut, our productivity is not going to be a good is not going to be good because we are not going to have fuel to burn which with which we to be productive says Chris Bailey, a productivity expert and author of the blog, Life of Productivity. 3. Cultivate more casual, low-stakes friendships. Think of, uh, of the parents you see in the drop-off line at the school, you working, or your favorite bartender, or the other dog owners at the park. The sociologist Mark Granovetter calls these low-stakes relationships weak ties. Not only can these connections affect our job prospects, they can also have a positive impact on our well-being by helping us feel more connected to others, um, according to Dr. Granovetto research. 
Other studies have shown weak ties can offer recommendations for services and empower us to be more empathetic. We are likely to feel less lonely too, this research shows. A 2014 study found that the more weak ties a person has, neighbors, barista at the neighborhood, coffee shop, or fellow members in a spin class, the happier they feel. Maintaining this network of acquaintance also contributes to one's sense of belonging to a community researchers found. 4. Learn to enjoy things when they are good. Worrying about when the other shoe will drop will only steal your current joy. In a paper examining the costs and benefits of negative expectations in the Journal of Emotions, researcher found that students who predicted getting a poor grade on the exam felt bad for days before receiving their results. Worse, their stress didn't diminish the disappointment they felt once they got their scores. One underlying reason to, uh, people worry is that on some levels they assume it helps. Yet we need to accept that we can't perfectly prepare for potential challenges. There are an infinite number of bad things that could possibly happen, although most are unlikely. And there's just no way a person can anticipate them all, according to Michael Dugas, a psychology professor at the University of Quebec. Keep in mind that research has shown we are notoriously bad at predicting how well we feel in a given situation and things often go better than we imagine they will in moments of fear. Dr. Dugas shared a takeaway client uh, he observed. I try to worry about everything bad that could possibly happen so that I won't be taken off guard. When they really bothers me, when what really bothers me is that although I do sometimes experience bad things they are never the ones I thought about. 5. Lean into your guilty pleasures. The TV shows and movies we love, even though we just know they're bad. The trashy books we simply can't put down, and awful earworms we hate to love. Yes, they're our guilty pleasures, what some people consider the junk food in our media diets. But if we enjoy them, why should we feel guilty? We should be free to enjoy whatever we like, and as it turns out, these so-called called guilty pleasures can actually be good for us so long as they are enjoyed in our moderation. When we dress, we think we are supposed to use that time productively with problem solving, said Kristen Neff, an associate professor in the Department of Educational Psychology at the University of Texas at Austin. While that may be good for survival, Dr. Neff said, constantly running through hypothetical problems is not very good for happiness. Taking a mental break and enjoying something that doesn't require intense intellectual focus gets us out of problem-solving mode, and it can also improve our ability to productively deal with stressors and help us engage more positively with other people, according to experts. 6. Learn to accept compliment, even if it's from yourself. Pumping yourself up after a big win can feel a little awkward. You want to acknowledge your good work, but you don't want to feel arrogant. Is that a tricky balance of quietly reveling in a job well done without coming off as, well, a jerk? Despite that awkwardness, getting credit for your work gives brain good feelings and help us accomplish more. Companies use praise to try to boost productivity and even revenue. 
and experts say that the psycho psychological impact of keeping a positive view of your accomplishments can decrease stress and cause better habits. And even if you are bad at taking a compliment or you are not getting external recognition, you can still enjoy major psychological benefit from celebrating your achievements on your own, according to experts. 7. Embrace the unexpected joy of repeat experiences. Novelty is so overrated and research has shown that you are far more likely to enjoy something the second time around you than you think. Doing something once may engender an, an inflated sense that one has now seen it. Leaving people naive to the missed nuances uh, remaining to enjoy. According to Ed O'Brien, okay I'm gonna read that again. Doing something once may engender an inflated the sense that one has shown sorry doing something once may engender an inflated sense that one has now seen it leaving people naive to the missed nuance remaining to enjoy according to ed bryan a professor of behavioral science at university of chicago booth school of business when an experience has many layers of information to unveil it's probably a good bet to repeat it mr bryan said the rub is that it's hard to tell which experience will be like this. And our studies has, uh, show that people are too quick to assume that they've seen all the layers, even in those cases where they haven't. 8. Turn your regrets into self-improvement. Many of us try to push our pain away. Others ruminate about perceived mistakes, but whether you ignore or fixate you on what's troubling you, research has shown that it's impossible to run from emotions without consequences. And it's a vicious twist, dodging, upsetting feeling it actually makes them even more present. Suppressing our emotions can diminish our capacity for joy and potentially manifest a physical pain. So instead of trying to ignore your regrets, it's a better idea to practice acknowledging the experience. Try this. Start by slowing down and noticing your thoughts and sensations. Relax your face and hands and think about accepting how you feel now without worrying you'll feel this way forever. Reaching this middle ground between avoiding and dwelling will prove less depressing. Researchers also found that when people find a silver lining in their regret, they're able to think more clearly. Regret can be a problem. But one benefit of regret is that its signals improvement is possible, says Neil Roos, a professor of marketing at Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University who, focus, who focuses on psychology of judgment and decision making. The trick is to avoid obsessing and pull out a lesson that can be applied in future situations. Okay, that was it. I hope you liked it. Uh, I'm sorry, if, uh, I'm, I didn't prepare. I'm just reading this text uh, for the first time. I hope you liked it um, again. And if you listen to this, thank you.